Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Richard Porter. And I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith & Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and many other things live. Right, I've got to point out that this morning, amongst the stress and the strain of knowing we've got to do this live today, I went and dropped one of my cars off. I'm not going to say which car. I dropped it off at a local garage to have some brake work done, Mm -hmm. which I'm too ill-organised to do myself. And I walked in, dropped the keys off, and the guy that owns the the garage is there, nice middle-aged guy, Richard. He's called Richard. Mm -hmm. And... um, and then I turn around, and there is another man stood there right in front of me. Yeah. And I freeze, <laughs> like someone's holding me up with a gun. Yeah. Who's that man? Was it a man with a gun? It was non-stop talking John. <gasps> I kid you not, it was this morning. It was auto electrician, non-stop talking John. On that side of he, things, John. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I haven't seen him. I haven't seen him for two years. Holy shit. He was there, like where you are there. Yeah. And he paused and looked at me for about five seconds. A long enough a pause for me to think, he's going to get violent or something. Yeah. He's gonna, <laughs> or he's going to say, you owe me 30% of your shirt sales. <laughs> no, he did what he did. He paused and then he tapped his ear and then took off a headset and he just said goodbye to someone that he was on a hands-free call with. And then went, all right, Johnny, how are you? I haven't seen you in ages. We started chatting, and all the while I'm going, don't does, say Does it. he know? <laughs> because does he know that we've based a huge amount of our, our material <laughs> on him? And yeah. I don't think he does, because within f- four or five sentences, he'd said on, on that side of things three times. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, I was just sitting there dying. I was corpsing, basically corpsing. But for you, this is... Obviously, it's awkward because you think he's going to call you out for calling him out. I've just spilt cider all over myself. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. But if I'd met him... Yeah. That would have been like meeting Brad Pitt or something. Oh, my God, it's you. You're really here. I just the old sort of guy. I'm, I'm riddled with guilt. Do the catchphrase. I didn't know that on that side of things was going to become the way it's become. And it's all because of him. Did, and so did he, he just then... told me he's moving house closer to where his work is. That's what he's told me. <laughs> On that side of town. Oh, don't. <laughs> Honestly, he said it so many times. Because I thought, maybe he's weaned himself off. Maybe he's... <laughs> well, in a way, you could be going, clean. maybe he's got a new catchphrase that I can harvest for the podcast. Was, no, no, no. There wasn't. And he was... He'd just taken his headset off and he was... Um, he was doing like some sort of transplant on a Range Rover Evoque at the time. Because oh. he's, he's an auto-electrician. Yeah. He's their, like, um, wiring whisperer. Mm. So he comes into their garage every Thursday to do oh. all the wiring issues. 
He's the man. You can't say where this garage is then because people will be turning up no. on a Thursday going, is he here yet? This is the thing. I feel like Has he I'm, said it yet? I feel like I'm a fugitive and every time the, they get closer to me, I'm just getting ahead, just enough to stay away. <laughs> but that's just, I'm, I'm mildly terrified. And the other thing I want to talk about is the fact that my neighbour, you know, Malcolm, the who does Octavia weed, guy, who does weed killing with 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 diesel, yeah, um, he, uh, which is actually quite an expensive way of doing it, right? right now, I think. <laughs> yeah. but, but anyway, you might as well use champagne. I know, I know, that's it. Yeah, wow, um, V Power or whatever, just hose it. He uh, he 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 came round. He said, "Oh, I'm, I'm having a clear out of the loft." Uh, I found some stuff that you might be interested in, or, or your brother. And he gave me these two things. Oh. So he's given me that. Ooh. Yeah. For the listeners at home, this is a Rover 2000. Oh, it's a, it's a reprint from the Automobile Engineer. It's like engineer. a schematic diagram of a Rover 2000 from the 1964? I don't know. Uh, it's, it's a bit weird, this. It says, a yeah. reprint from the Automobile Engineer, uh, November and December 1963 and January 1964. I presume it's, oh, it's different yeah. articles. But what's pulled me in immediately is it says Rover 2000 on the front in some really bad... Font. Look at, well, let's look at the... Look at the, justi- the justification of the typesetting on there. <laughs> it is Sorry, this is quite a nerdish place. thing to get worried about, but does, really, does it, I mean, it doesn't does, take Does much. anybody in this room own a, a, a Rover P6? Anybody? Not one person owns a Rover PC. I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not a massive... Surprise. I like the way this chap down the front turned around as if he was expecting a sea of hands behind him. <laughs> yeah. And Weird. The, it was just all crossed arms like that. Uh, but the, the line on the front here says, an entirely new British car of considerable technical merit. That's why I liked it. I love that That's line. That's a good start, isn't it? Considerable technical merit. I'd just merit. be really worried if someone came around and went, I found some things in my loft that I think you might be interested in. And it turns out it's like Nazi memorabilia or something. <laughs> Why, why, why do you think I would be interested in that? I just thought you were... No. He, he did say, and I didn't quite work out what he was referring to at first, he said, I've got hundreds and hundreds of copies of Old Glory. And I went... <laughs> I just want... I, I beg your pardon, I don't know what Old Glory is. Can you just... It turns out, I think it's a... Correct me if I'm wrong, is it like a traction engine sort of steam rally enthusiast magazine, I think? Really? Anyway, his, he was worried his loft was going to cave in this winter. He's got hundreds of kilos of magazines up there of old glory. And, uh, and so I didn't ask for any old glory. But if anybody in this room has an interest... <laughs> <laughs> if anyone... These steam people, they are filthy. <laughs> Some of the imagery Just... we were going to put on screen. Oh, uh, don't spoil it, don't spoil it. We might play it in later. Um, does anybody in this room want this... Rover 2000. Well, hang on a minute. What? <laughs> I haven't finished reading it. It's quite wordy as well. If anyone, if anyone they don't make magazines it, like this anymore. If anyone wants it, please put your hand up. He's you, turning you around again. You're in. You, sir, with the glasses. Yeah. You're in. Oh, hang on, there's two well, of you with glasses. Um, this is too confusing. Perhaps, perhaps a, a fight in the car park can would you, sort can this you, out. Can you come forward, please? Oh, hello. Can you do the presentation? I'm not sure I want to. Well, oh, I've lost it. No, no. <laughs> no go on, here. You can, you can, no, no, you no. can have it, because I, I would only, I'd only read it and you. become aroused. This was, this was, Thank you. Thank you very much. There we go. Well, 
didn't know there was going to be a giveaway element in this, well, in this show. But and nice. Malcolm also said, oh, you, you like American stuff. Have a look at this. <laughs> you do as well. You're married to one. And he said... He said <laughs> And, uh, I'll said, tell my wife that you refer to her as American stuff. <laughs> he said, oh, have a look at this. This is from when I used to live in Detroit. Uh, I got given this. Have a look at that. What every driver must know. It's oh. called What Every Driver Richard Must Know. Richard H. Austin, Secretary of State, Michigan, September 1977. What is this? Yeah. Oh. Oh, it's like a sort of highway code. It's like a highway code. But, but it's, it's Michigan very... specific. Look at the bit about if you... Unholster your gun... <laughs> And start firing indiscriminately at the man who cut you off. <laughs> is probably in here somewhere. Wow. It says if you break down. Uh, the, the terminology is really interesting. There's a, there's a very nice line drawing of a lady that's broken down at the side of the road. Which is only a fancy very nice line say. drawings in my loft that I thought you might like. Hang on, I'll just... They so are a bit mucky, because I got them from someone at a steam rally. This is not the most entertaining thing. Um, while you're thumbing through that, yeah. let me ask you a question. Yeah. What's the most naive thing you've ever said? Naive? Naive. Oh, there's so many. Um, <laughs> the most naive thing I've ever said. You already know it, don't you? You're I don't know. No, no, it's not a trap. Oh, I'm going to okay. tell you something I said the other day, and I realise it's the most naive thing I've ever said in my life. Uh, well, no, it's not quite the same, but I only realised in my well into my 30s that raisins were grapes dried. <laughs> <laughs> I just I had never clocked it. I never clocked what it. What did you think they were? I don't know what point. I thought they were. You just I, put I, it out I, of your mind. But I put them in my mouth and I was yeah. all right with it. These are nice. There's no point in me finding out what they are. Yeah. As long as they're not poisonous. I seriously didn't know. I oh, just didn't know. Enough. I'm so thick. I only found out quite recently, I might have mentioned this podcast before, but I only found out quite recently that it took them like four days to get to the moon. Yeah. Did, did everyone know this? Yes. Yeah, they all knew. <laughs> because they're, they're... You want to turn around, they all said yes then. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. I just thought, I think I'd read too many kids' books. I still read, there's a brilliant book called The Man on the Moon that I read to my daughter. But he just pops up to the moon every day. That's, what, Mr. Spoon? Uh, yes, like Mr. Spoon. That's probably where I got the idea from. He just I, used to piss yeah. off up to the moon just piss like this. Piss off up to the moon. It's just commuted In fact, it'd be like you going for a, a long wee and coming back in. He's gone up to the moon, parked, got out, no respiratory gear. No. Walking with quite heavy feet, it yeah, seems. Yeah, So not floating. No. And he, I don't, I don't think it was very accurate, that show. <laughs> Which is why I didn't realise it took them ages to get to the moon. And I only found that, and I felt quite stupid. So, anyway, the, the, so the second most naive thing I think I've ever said in my life is that, in fact, space-related. I might have told you this before. I went to the Jet Propulsion Laboratory in California, where they, they do all those Mars rovers. And they've got this room. It's probably about the size of this room, actually, but very tall, like a sort of gym. And it's full of red earth, and it's where they test oh. the rovers. They set them going, and it's got all these rocks and things like that to see how they cope. And it's is got it, a viewing gallery above it. And they took me onto the viewing gallery and they went, this is the room where we test the rovers. And I went, is that real Mars dirt in there? <laughs> and, and as I said it, I thought, I think this is a stupid thing that I'm saying, but I, I can't stop now. And they went, no, that would be prohibitively difficult to get back. <laughs> and I, I realised that they've never sent a seven and a half ton tipper truck up to Mars. <laughs> Also, in fact, they are going to bring some dirt back from Mars soon, aren't they? And they, they, they're having to set up a massive quarantine facility in case it turns out it's got Mars germs in it. 
Mars germs. Mars germs. They did it with the astronauts. The astronauts who came back from the moon originally, they locked them in a like a glorified airstream. Premier Inn. Locked <laughs> them in a Premier Inn. That's <laughs> yeah. where we'll be tonight in quarantine. And, uh, and they, yeah. So anyway, that, that was the second most naive thing I've ever said. The, the most naive thing I've ever said in my life, I realise, happened last week. I was driving my wife's car. I was out with the kids. And it's filthy, and I was quite cross because that's not a very old car, and she's never had it washed or washed it. And it's, I can sense your pain. It's grubby. Yeah. And I went, right, I'm going to take it to. But we've not long lived where we now live, so I, I wasn't familiar with the you know car washes in town. So I was, I, that was the one. It's called one. your drive. And no, a I can't, no, no. Don't get me into that. But I can't get a hose out the front. There's oh, a. You need a longer hose. I'm working on it. There are various technical problems. Let's not get bogged down in those now. <laughs> on, on my very steep drive. One of the technical problems is the water just all running away. And it's not an excuse, is it? Anyway, just so there's a, there's a hand car wash on... I live in Bath now, in the, or Bath, depending on where you're from. Uh, and there's a, there's a hand car wash on, if you know, at the Lower Bristol Road. And I went there, but I pulled in, and then I realised I hadn't got any cash on me and I put the window down and here's the naive thing I said I said to a man working at a hand car wash is Would this cash only <laughs> <laughs> hang on in a world where everything's contactless now no no not hand car washes how are they going to launder money oh. <laughs> anyway they don't take cards they never take what cards what did you do well, did you rummage get... around under the seats no, and no, find no. like eight quid no because it's a new car it's, you're going to have to own a car for at least two years to get eight yeah. quid of change building yeah. up. <laughs> so, no, I had to go drive to a petrol station as a cash machine, get some cash out, drive back and pay them cash. But and all I can't this believe time, I you could have been on your own drive cleaning your own car. I can't, car. because of the... With your own hands. Don't get me started. Okay. When you come round to my new place, I will show you okay. the problems I've got. Okay, <laughs> they sound massive. It sounds like yeah. the start of a blues song. <laughs> yes. The brams I get. <laughs> My hose don't reach. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Haven't got There's the no side the access. Da, 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 da. <laughs> so there we are. Oh, well, that, that, yeah. That, I was going to say something else, but I can't remember what it was. It'll come to me. In the meantime, just want to read an extract from What Every Driver Must Know um, from the Security of State, Michigan, September 1977. And it says, if you break you down during daylight hours... You really ought to tie a white cloth to the radio antenna or the left door handle of your car and raise the hood as a signal that you've broken down. Now, does anybody ever do that? Has anybody ever tied a handkerchief to their door handle? It just sounds like a sex manoeuvre. <laughs> do you not think? It's nothing to do with breaking down. It's saying, oh yeah, I'm in that lay-by, you know, the one that, where all the truckers go. Yeah. And, uh, there's a massive white table. Look, clock. Mabel, he's tied a red handkerchief. Yeah, he's into the same stuff as us. And there's, a, there's an illustration of a lady hanging a white cloth on her aerial. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, carry a flashlight or flares so you can warn others at night. And a if you've flashlight. got flares. Flashlight. Oh, no, right. A yeah. torch, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, <laughs> It's always if, worth checking. If you have flares, put them on at least 100 feet behind your car at the side of the road, and I was thinking of... <laughs> well, it is 1977, obviously. <laughs> Are you going to give that away as well? Yeah, do you know what? Is anyone planning on driving in Michigan in 1977? <laughs> you, you look... Now, all I would say is, before you go home tonight, 
I'd like to take a couple of pictures of the illustrations in here because they're really interesting. I'm serious. Oh, okay. So I you can have that later. So, no, don't be afraid. Thank you very much. That's all right. Thank you. Thank you. Of all, of all the things that I thought might happen tonight, it turning into a sort of crap game show is not one. <laughs> Oh, don't thank me, thank Malcolm next door. Bloody hell. Um, it reminds me, the flashlight, fleshlight thing. Because <laughs> I just remembered, I was thinking, what, I, I, so, ages ago, I was... It's a game I, show, flashlight, fleshlight. Yeah. <laughs> Got to put your hands into We're a box. We're not doing that tonight. No, 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 no. No? Not yet. Um, Part two. I went, I was, it's one of those things where you, you kind of go, is this a real memory or did I dream this because I'd eaten a whole wheel of cheese before bed? I was going to be interviewed on BBC Radio Berkshire by Anne Diamond. What? To promote a book. <laughs> so I know it immediately sounds like a dream. This is partridgeism. Yeah. This is a partridgeism. Me and Anne. Great, great. Anne guy. Diamond. Consummate professional. Yeah, radio. consummate. Um, yeah. I was going to plug a book, so I was, I'd been asked to go on BBC Radio Berkshire, the Anne Diamond show in the morning. So I was driving down there and I was almost at their studios and I really needed a waz. And I didn't want to do that thing where you turn up and immediately go, hi, nice to meet you, can I have a piss please? Yeah, I, I have to apologise to Morgan because that's what I did this <laughs> afternoon, unfortunately. I, was, I said to Matty, I said, normally when I'm being extra professional, I'll pull over in a gateway near where I, the destination. Yes. So because you want to rinse your kidneys before the event. Yes. Always. So I pulled into a lay-by on a sort of B road going through some woods. White handkerchief on the door handle. <laughs> <laughs> it was just litter that got caught on the car. <laughs> Officer. So and I, and I thought I was good, woods. So I just sort of dashed in, went behind the sort of nearest big tree, and there on the ground there was just the empty packet of a flashlight. What? what? <laughs> I thought you were going to say, a couple eating a picnic. <laughs> but they were wearing camo, so it was you, too late by the time I realised. You know, like hunting and fishing. Yeah. <laughs> He'd already committed, and it was like, small Morning. conversation, small yeah. talk. <laughs> no, there was, a pa- there was a flashlight packet on the ground. It was just like, oh, God. Awful. What if the person who's opened this packet is still in the woods? <laughs> and what if they've worn out the flashlight? It's well, a very weird situation. Yeah. But again, I, I feel like I'm describing a dream. <laughs> because, mainly because of the Anne Diamond bit. Well, I know this podcast is traditionally all about cars, <laughs> as you all well know. Uh, one thing I w- I'm very curious to know is, does a flashlight actually work as a torch? <laughs> because... No, if you... Just, just say it. If just, you want that as well, you have to get the Swiss Army flashlight. Job. It's also got a thing for, you know... Opening a tin? <laughs> opening a tin. <laughs> Because I'm just thinking, let's say it was in the glove box of your car most of the time. <laughs> but you actually did break down and you think, I don't actually need a marital aid right now. I actually need a torch. I'm not sure a flashlight counts as a marital aid. <laughs> I think it's the opposite of that. It's, a, tra- it? it's, a, it's a trad term. Very trad. Trad marital yeah. aid. Isn't yeah. it? Well, that's yeah. brought things to a <laughs> grinding halt. <laughs> Uh, what else are we going to talk about? I don't know, I was going to look at my book. because okay. I Oh, I know what I want to talk to you about. What's that? Because you came here a different way to me, and not 
flashlight. I mean, like you drove a different way. Here. Yes. <laughs> you didn't come past the. Oh, no, sorry, that was really crass. Um, you didn't come past the Three Counties Showground. No, but I love the Three Counties Showground. I've frequented it many times. Okay, so there's an event on there this weekend, yes. and it's already warming up. You can see people arriving. Oh. And it's an event that will simultaneously enrage and arouse you. Gosh. Um, it's called Bus Fest. Bus Fest? Yes. Now, I saw the signs and I thought, oh, good. Any minute now, there's going to be a Leyland National pulling in. Yeah. In front of me. That'll be a treat. But no, bus as in VW bus. Oh, it's a VW bus festival. Mm. Did you see any good stuff? Well, this is the thing. I saw some old stuff, yes. some air-cooled stuff, and I thought, oh, Johnny would like that. I would. And then I saw some badly modified T5s, and I thought, oh, Johnny would hate that. <laughs> so it's a very, it's sort of... I'm a bus loyalist. I think Bus Fest is like Schrodinger's car event for you, because it's like you both love it and hate it, or something. It will be complicated for me at times, walking around there. Yeah. Yeah. I. I well, you can go, it's only at the I road. will go. In fact, I'm like, is it on tomorrow? Yeah, it starts tomorrow. The signs say 9th to the whatever the weekend is. Bus. Anyone going to Bus Fest? <laughs> <laughs> Matty, Matty, our videographer, is giving a thumbs fest. up here. You are. are you really? Hang on a minute. We could, we could go in the... I've got the one-man camper van that we came in here. I've just realised I could go to Bus Fest. But you, no, I've but that's a, a van. You've got a, you've got a Caddy California, right? I've got a Caddy California that I'm borrowing, and it sleeps one. <laughs> well, one and a half. It's definitely not a double bed width. Mm. It's given your previous with Volkswagen Californias. Have you remembered any clothes today? <laughs> I, I or have. have you, in fact, just bought like a bouncy castle, but no, 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 no change of underwear? Yeah, I know. I as is your style. I did bring clothes uh, and. It's actually, we're filming with it next week, but I thought it's just a great thing to bring along. But I, I accidentally, I seem to have stumbled across a Volkswagen bus festival. If I turn up in that... Do you think you'd be allowed? I mean... No, I might not be allowed in. It's not really a bus, is it? You sort of look like a bit... It's, it's a, a bit, bit like turning up to a club in the 90s, which says smart shoes only. You might remember these, listeners. Um, but you turn up in, like, very smart trainers, which don't quite look like trainers. And you're just yeah. hoping that the doorman's not paying attention... You don't want to get into a dispute about what trainers are versus what smart shoes are. You're like, listen, mate, all my mates are already in there. They're four pints in. I just want to get in. Come on, let's do this. I've got my Ben Sherman shirt on. Rock and roll. <laughs> Social media's in five years is coming. Let's just get this done. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I'm thinking. That's, I, had, I had some trousers that when they were kind of jean cut. Oh. And they were always bouncer bait. You're, oh, You're not coming in in them jeans. They're not jeans. Yeah, they are. No, they're not. What's, what's the, how well, do you know? We're just going to stand here all night. And then once a bouncer went, you're not coming in them pants. I went, pants? <laughs> how can you see my pants? <laughs> Didn't get into the club that night. <laughs> Did you not? It's amazing. Apparently, Mancunian bouncers don't like smart asses. Oh. Which is why I very rarely got let into clubs in Manchester. <laughs> well, you've never been to a club no, in Manchester. Never. You've, you've tried the Oh, I've been turned away <laughs> I've from there. Yes. <laughs> still trying to get in. <laughs> Now, I've written down here, oh yeah, the Acropolis Rally. Do you remember I messaged you the other night? Yes. Now, if any listeners are interested in World Rally, which I'm sure some of you are, um, every time I, I read the Acropolis Rally, I see it written down, I keep thinking of Acrimonious. And I think, oh, the WRC Acrimonious Rally. <laughs> what? 
what on earth would that involve? How would that pan out? And then I message Rich going, I've got to talk about this because it just, it, I can't seem to read Acropolis. My brain won't allow me to. It has to read Acrimonious. But isn't the Acropolis also that, is that it's an area of Greece? Yes. Where people are always falling out. Well, clearly. But is this, how, this is how the Acrimonious rally works. It's a driver and a co-driver who don't get on anymore. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Because they've had to share a room for too long. Yeah, the they, 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 work, they work them up in separate rooms before they get in the car. They really annoy them. They say, hey, guess what? Ari Vatnan t- 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 <laughs> says, says that you're a thimble dick. Yeah, yeah. Oh, did he now? Did oh, he? All right, we'll soon see about right. that. All oh, right, so flat right, that's going to be yeah. flat left, isn't no, it? No, I need to... Right. No, I need to I, I think, yeah. Come on, yeah. Come on then. Definitely no gate. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Go, no, 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 I can't get in the car. I've got to go and see Henry Toivonen and have it out with him because apparently he called my wife a slag. There's no time. <laughs> the rally's starting. You're just going to have to sit there seething on your little cat basket, very low co-driver's seat. <laughs> Why do they do that? They always sit on the floor, don't they? Oh, it's terrifying. It's, but it's also the drivers sit really high in modern. So like a WRC car, the driver's like... The driver's like <laughs> <laughs> if he's going to roll the car, that's what's going to happen. I need to go over there to balance it. Hang on. Well, so no, but you've got to sit on the floor. Oh, Because you're the co-driver. Okay, hang on. I'm, I'm Terry Matty Flapper-Lapper-Loven, and you're called Bob Scott, because for some reason that's what co-drivers are always called. So hang on, I'm not, so I'm the co-driver? Yeah, and you've yeah. got a really, like, monosyllabic British name. And what's the height of the dash? Because that's important. Oh, the dash is here. <laughs> <laughs> but, so hang on, I'm, I'm just looking at the wiring loom under the yeah. dash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You can see the fuse box. Okay, fuse box. And you're going, fire oh, I hope I don't touch that with my feet. That would be really annoying if I accidentally switched yeah. off the alternator or something. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going... And, I'm but you think... I'm kicking the kill switch. Yeah. And you're going, <laughs> just, to annoy, just to annoy me. Something wrong with ignition. Because uh, you think that I said your house is really ugly. Yeah. And you've got shit-tasting music. <laughs> <laughs> So it's a bit of an acrimonious rally. It is an acrimonious rally. And there yeah. we go. That's, so that, that is, that's modern WRC cars. I don't quite understand why the co-driver does sit on the floor. So they don't see the danger ahead. They might be. And they, <laughs> and they, they keep up. They They're keep all just going, just look at the fuse box, look at the fuse box, look at the notes, look at the fuse box, look at the notes, look at the fuse box. Don't look outside. It's a bit like if you've ever done public speaking and you look out across the crowd of people like this and some people say, you know, if you get nerves... Don't make actual eye contact with people, although I'm doing it now as I'm saying <laughs> You kind of just address the general room. So I'll look at the fire exit sign, and maybe there's a spider's web. There isn't one. Morgan, keep this place absolutely mint. <laughs> and then, and then, or maybe, I don't know, the wiring for the speaker, but it looks like I'm making eye contact, but I'm actually not. Why am I saying this? I actually can't I remember why know. I started saying it. I just realised oh, I it's forgot. it's the co-driver thing. It's look co-driver. at my socks. Oh shit, I forgot to put my sports socks Sports socks. Sports. <laughs> Sport. These are, the, these are the socks that I bought. I think they were like two quid from a Welsh supermarket. <laughs> and they're surprisingly nice quality. They're actually <laughs> cotton. What? They machine they're really comfortable. Well. They do machine wash well, I have to. I thought, yeah. why am I going to go from, you know, like extra large to extra small in one wash? <laughs> Just for the yeah. Ah, doll socks. Excellent. I need some of those. Yeah. You know those people that buy children's shoes to put on the rear view mirror of cars? Have you ever seen that? Yes. What's that about? Is it their own children's shoes or they've gone and bought children's shoes? I don't know. No, I'm scared of that. I don't Because you get the people with the... boxing gloves and it's like, I like boxing. Yes, yeah, children's shoes. 
What are they like? Yeah, that is, that's not right, is no. it? No. no I that's, that's unconvicted. I, yeah. It's not right. It's wrong. I don't like stuff hanging from rearview mirrors generally is not bueno. I've, I have offended in the In fact, I've got some cars with things hanging off them. No hibiscus oh, flowers. Oh, yeah, you have, haven't you? The Dodge has got a cowgirl on a swing. Yes. Clothed. <laughs> and uh, it's true. I mean, it's tasteful. I bought it from the States. Um, <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to what? Like, well, because you know, New it's, Zealand. it's the home of cow people. Oh, I see. Yeah. Cowboys and Cow girls. people. <laughs> <laughs> Is it not? Is it that, that's where they're native to from? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Do you know what I've written down here, and I don't know why? I've written down exposed JDM oil coolers outside the grill. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I find this a little bit offensive. This is, oh. you know, it's the seventies or maybe sixties racing style of putting the thing outside and the big pipes. Mm. It ruins the look of the car. That they just ruin it. It's totally. Don't ruined. you think it looks sort of attractively industrial? No. Okay. Well, what like one of those um, Mitsubishi uh, air conditioning units that are always on the outside of buildings? <laughs> yes. It's like putting it on the front door of the office. <laughs> <laughs> And you have to see it every time you open it. Well, the bloody hell's it put it there? Why don't you put it around the corner? Oh, I don't know, just put it there. With all the pipe, pipe work going up <laughs> over the door. You know, no, I don't. I... With some pigeon English on it, maybe. I'm going to need some time to let that bother me, but yeah. at the moment it doesn't. So. It's usually on the, one of those really expensive early skylines. Yes. I wanted to call it a hacker katsu, but it's not that. Hakkasan. Katsu. That one. Hakasuka. That, you know, that's a hundred grand car now. Might be even more since I said this. And, and it's a really nice, it's a really tasteful yeah. car. And they, yeah, they are quite tasteful, aren't they? They're quite yeah. understated now. It's a bit like, say, if you split your trousers and you weren't wearing any underwear. And, you know, a bit... You're, now you've got a pipe running around the outside. There's stuff external. There's some stuff external which should have been in touch. And, and it's now... So what you're saying is the people who own these cars just tuck it back in. They, 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 they do need to tuck it back in. There's a bit of gristle on the front grill. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I, I'm going yeah, to say. I suppose if there's room inside, then there's no reason for it to be outside. But is it? 
I'm talking about the cars, although obviously it applies to the other thing, but the... I just awful, think, I mean, there, but what is the reason? Is it because it is more functional outside because it's just, it's going to get more But cooling. it's also more vulnerable. Yes. Because it's a bit like if, let's say, one of my testicles was hanging out my trousers right now. <laughs> Back to that again. And then we started to play full contact rugby. You're in a, you're in a more vulnerable position. It depends which rugby club you're at. You're just inherently more vulnerable, right? Yes. Oil cooler being right out the front with no gauze on it. No, that's true. No I mean, shielding. it's going to get a lot of... You know, one little flinty-type stone could end yeah. your race. Just saying. Yeah, no, that's, that's, a, that's a fair point. Am okay. I speaking absolute bobbins, or is this making sense? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know. I don't know anymore. I don't, I don't know, uh, Oh, I need to say thank you to Ford. You can... can we... After three. After three. <laughs> one, two, three. Fold! <laughs> That was, that was amazing. Um, <laughs> for, for lending wait. us... They're lending us... A, they lent us a grey transit van. To a what? A grey transit van. Oh, sorry. <laughs> transit, well done. Um, yeah, they lent us a grey transit van. It's over there to bring our humble merchandise to this event. So thank you to Folds. No. No. <laughs> Make it sound like you sort of a shudder went down your spine as you said it. Oh, yeah, so that's, and, and thank you to Lisa and Taylor and Matty and my dad over there for coming along and helping out. Johnny's dad. Dad's over there, look. I'm sorry if I offend you. <laughs> <laughs> On that side of things. <laughs> that's the first time I've met your dad. Yeah, I thought you'd met him before, but no, I can't remember. But it's weird because we feel like we know each other. Yeah. Because obviously I talk too much about my own life on the podcast, which yeah. he listens to. Yeah. And you tell me things about your dad on the podcast. But well, then he's, uh, he's pointed out that some of them may be slightly exaggerated or incorrect. Nah. He's go- <laughs> I, I was suggesting he maybe does a sort of fact checking pamphlet for each episode. <laughs> It's all in the 1977 Michigan How to Drive <laughs> In that, I think you're fine. But no. I have checked though. We've had a good chat about the secateurs. Yeah. Path clearing. Because I got scratched to buggery the other day yeah. running down the path, and I was thinking, God, if only I had secateurs, or if only Bob was here as a pathfinder. Oh, mate, the Ray Mears has got nothing on him. No. <laughs> yeah. Now there's a man who has sometimes it looks like he's on the verge of some exposed pipe. <laughs> Ray, you, you know what, you're Ray going is... a bit JDM there, mate. Stand up for a second, will you? Just pull them down. <laughs> what's happened to Ray Mears? I don't know what's happened to Ray Mears. I suspect he spent too long in Land Rovers and never quite got to his destination. <laughs> no offence oh, to Land Rovers. can I just... Look, I don't want this to... Is, this, I'm going to slightly grasp someone up. But earlier on... Uh, where's Jem? Hello, mate. Um... Jem turned up in a, a, a Range Rover, a bit like mine, but it's a TDV8, and parked it next to my Range Rover. And we were chatting Range Rovers, and I said, oh, you know, I was thinking of switching mine for a diesel one. And he very kindly said, have a go in mine. And I said, oh, okay, this, well. I mean, did, he, uh, did you have a white handkerchief on the door handle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just checking. I'm just checking. Yeah, but it's a Range Rover, so it's soaked in oil. Ah, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I said, well, yeah, go, you can just have a go in mine. So we did a little... Key swap. <laughs> key swap. <laughs> what? 
Well, he... I had to, but then I had to go and, and talk to Johnny and, and, and Matty on, on the video here. And, and, so, and I was chatting to them, but I said, Look, I can't stop. I've got another man's car keys and ran off, which I realised sounded weird. But then we had a little... So we just drove up and down the road outside here just to, to try to his cars, because it's ages since I've driven one of those diesel V8s. And I just wanted to see what it like, felt like compared to mine. But I'm going to grass you up here, Jem, because when we came back and parked, you did an absolutely shit job of parking my Range Rover. <laughs> And then I was standing outside talking to people and I could see other people arriving and walking down that line of cars and going, oh, look, is that Richard's Range Rover there? Yeah, but... So I just want it on the record. I didn't park that car. When I parked it, it was within the lines. But, you... but he, he tried to reverse it. The, the rear view was obscured because there was some sort of white beach towel attached to the rear. <laughs> <laughs> I just hoping there might be some passing Michigans that I could well to, you never know it's because the, the, the part of the reason is, <laughs> is in fairness to Jem um, he was about to park it and I had to go and put the window and tell him that my parking sensors have never worked <laughs> oh. it's fine it doesn't bother me but obviously he's expecting them to work and would have probably reversed through Morgan's wall before because <laughs> I was in his car going why is it beeping what oh <laughs> Oh, it's supposed to do that. Okay, yeah, that's nice. I, um, do you always park, does anybody ever see another car in the car park that's similar to theirs and, and make a beeline to park next to it? Hands up if you've done this. I've done this. I'm not sure if it's right. Is it okay? Is it all right? I don't know. Is it like a sort of like Avengers Assemble? Not the actual cars, <laughs> you know. Is it? I don't I know. Don't, I mean... Because it's happened in the car park here tonight. Yeah, it has. Two it's MX-5s like, I saw together. Yeah, at the back. Yeah, you missed it. It's a bit Noah's car park out there, because all <laughs> the animals are going in two by two. There's two, there's two MX-5s, there's two Range Rovers next to each other. There's, Automotive there's, Noah. He's Automotive got to save Noah. two examples of every vehicle before you, yeah. Les, gets breeding, it. <laughs> a, a breeding pair of Datsun Stanzas. That'd be amazing. Who came in the XJS, by the way? Yes. I salute you, sir. Look at that, a round of applause. I'm not going to say they're, salu- they're applauding because you made it. That would be too easy. No. I've just been writing a feature for, for the Road Rat magazine about the Jaguar XJS, and it has caused me to want a Jaguar XJS. Yes. More than normal, which is quite a lot in the first place. But now I really want one. Um, so nobody's I said this in a previous podcast I'm sure nobody's resto modded one properly no they sort of have though have they well no there's that guy who's got one he's, he's on um, Twitter he, Luden Automotive ah and yes. he's sort of not quite resto modded but he's kind of like done kind of contemporary racer style with big flared arches yes I saw it at Radwood did you and then I saw it on the way home from Radwood on the good? verge with the hazards <laughs> did you <laughs> Did you really? And I'd never met the guy. I didn't get a chance to talk to the guy whose car it was, but I was talking to his friend, who's the Tacoma yeah. T-shirt guy. Yes. And, and he, he was talking about the car, and we were standing by it. So I saw it, presumably cocked out on the verge near Bista, and I, my first thought was, oh, I should pull over. And then my second thought was, and do what? <laughs> The guy well, you seems could do what my garage. next door neighbour does, remember? Who's, who's, if I'm struggling with a table or something <laughs> on my own, he'll stand next to me and point and go, that looks like it's really heavy. <laughs> and I'll go, thanks, Malcolm. Cheers. Is it as heavy as that chair over there? 
That that, is, so yeah, just so Matt, Matt, our sound recordist, is sitting in what looks like quite a lightweight chair. Would, uh, would it, in fact, would it? Would it it's, <laughs> we, we were talking about doing feats of strength from the audience. We invite people to come over and try and pick up that would chair. You, we won't because it's, it's not very good audio, but it's, it is the heaviest chair you've ever yeah. tried to lift. Deceptively so. It's made of aluminium, but it's made of that special Jaguar Land Rover heavy look aluminium. At, look at, oh, man. Oh. Right, if anyone would like to come forward and lift this chair. That sounds like a, an Alan Partridge yeah. threat, doesn't lift it? Lift the chair. Lift this chair. Go on, lift the chair, you bastard. Oh, go on, do it. See? Oh. See? Oh. Whoa! No, no! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> You, sir, are an absolute chairlifter. See <laughs> <laughs> so if you say it with conviction. It, it sounds chairlifter. Wrong. Yeah, chairlifter. Chairlifter. Yeah, chairlifter. Sounds like a 1950s aeroplane. Yes, it does. The Boeing chairlifter. Yes, it does. Why is it called that? Because it's got chairs on. It goes in the sky. Yeah. What do you want? So the other thing that my next door neighbour said to me is. Um, he said, oh, there's a really big cruise ship that's just about to be launched that's been, they've been building it for three years or so. And he said, I think it's never going to ever be used because it uses gas turbine engines and the price of gas has gone up so high that I don't think it's actually worth driving it anywhere. What? Yeah. And I said, it's not worth driving it anywhere anyway. It's a fucking waste of time. It's a cruise ship. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, because it's true. No offence to anyone that enjoys cruises. I'm or, sure they're or brilliant. Captain's a cruise liner, or cruise liner. Cruise liner. That's what I called them. Isn't it? I don't know what are they called. Well, I don't know. Cruise, we started this. Cruise ships. <laughs> cruise ships. Cruise ships. So they've built it. Yeah, but of course but they you can't had to, use it. Well, because you, you basically had to order it five years ago. Probably more than that. More than so. By the time it's finished. The economy's shat itself. Yeah. No, nobody ever wants to go on cruise ships. Isn't that what people do with those big yachts? Yeah. They order them knowing they've got to sell them before it's finished because that's... They're basically, they're, they're they want to appeal to an impatient billionaire. Yeah. Um, perhaps you know a few, Jeff. I don't know. <laughs> and um, so they, they, they just get a slot. They, they get a build slot. Yeah. It's, it's, they're the sort of yeah. Porsche GT3s of the sea. Yeah, but GT haven't thought cool. this through. <laughs> but they are. That's I believe that's the thing. I believe that um, Eddie yeah. Jordan has done that. And I probably and shouldn't share that information. After after he said this, I went on onto YouTube and went down one of these terrible wormholes of watching ships last ride when they go to the scrapyard. Yes, and they drive them at full. Do they do, do drive a ship? I don't know. Um, Skipper it, pilot. sail it, sail it. You sail a ship as fast as you can at, at either a dry dock or the shore, yeah. and, and beach it, mm. and then everyone sets upon destroying it. Yeah, and it's quite sad. It's like Gulliver's Travels, where all the small people jump on the big guy, yeah. Gulliver, and, uh, <laughs> and <laughs> in a woods near Undiamond Studio, tie him down, and then start attacking him with very minute yeah. tools. Or those like hyenas have a go at a bigger animal <laughs> so you know my wife started working at a natural history company no I haven't I really haven't I learned something so my wife started working at a natural history company and um, she's surrounded by natural history boffins proper zoologists zoologists never know it's, it's zoologists isn't it zoologists 
And, um, well, zoologist, I would say, but it sounds better zoology. So we've got a badger in our garden. Not a euphemism. And, uh, <laughs> and Is that, hang on, UB40s? Yeah, there's a badger farming. in my garden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when they'd made a few quid, they moved out to the countryside and changed the... <laughs> Change the lyrics. So there's a badger in my garden, what am I going to do? Because it keeps smashing through the fence and then the dog escapes. So it's actually quite a nuisance. You've got a ram raiding badger. Yeah. Well, they're strong bastards, aren't they? Yeah, they are. So what, but yeah. just out of interest, and because my daughter was kind of fascinated by, and both my kids were kind of fascinated by the idea there's this badger that we've never seen that goes through our garden because they're nocturnal. I yeah. know that. And yeah. so I set up a little camera in the garden. Oh no. What did you see? <laughs> Was there Someone empty... on their way to Anne Diamond's studio. Was, <laughs> was there an empty flesh like yeah. <laughs> in the morning in your own back garden? No, so what I have seen is, and it's quite magical in a way to see nature, we've seen fox. Yeah. Uh, we've seen a cat. One day the camera got triggered and there was just a blackbird sitting in front of it, which is quite fun. But the badger, we've seen the badger. Yeah. And the first time the badger showed up on the camera, I showed it to my wife and I went, look, and she went, oh, send that to me because I'll, I'll show it to them in work because they've been giving us some advice on how to get the badgers to stop smashing through our fences. <laughs> it doesn't involve a shotgun because that's illegal. I don't know if anything scares a badger. Uh, Not even trucks, which is why you A see... flashlight packet left by a tree <laughs> really freaks them out. Yeah. No, peanuts. What? They're creatures of habit and they have runs. And their run at the moment goes across our garden. So what we're going to do is lead it with, away with peanuts into, I don't know, what? Carol next doors. And um, so, but I, so I, sent, I sent this clip to my wife and I said, I dare you to go into work. Because she said, I'm always sitting in meetings and they're chatting about animals and I have to go, sorry, just to, what's an ubekahala? And they'll go, oh, it's a kind of tiny deer. She's like, oh, didn't know that. So this is every day's a school day. But she has to sort of sometimes, you know, ask the questions that no one else will dare ask. Yeah. But I said, I dare you to go in and go, oh, can I show you this? We've got a really weird-looking cat in our garden. <laughs> she didn't. But she did go and show it to them. She went and showed it to this guy who's like a huge sort of boffin for natural history. No shits were given. Well, no, he, Surely. Just, went, he just went, yeah, it's a badger. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, we know that. But then I was like, what, what more information do you want? He's, he's going, oh, that's a left-handed badger, so what you want to do is you want to <laughs> show it pictures of Glenn Medeiros and it'll never come in your garden again. <laughs> He didn't give any advice like that, but peanuts, you can, you can lead a badger. So they like the peanuts. They like the peanuts, and they will follow a trail of peanuts, and it will, gradually they will, they will start to just go where the peanuts are, and then you can take the peanuts away, and hopefully they'll just go that and way. And they're just trained by that point? Apparently. How to train your badger. <laughs> Again, not a euphemism. Now, I had a thought as I was coming here today in the one-bed camper... <laughs> And um, I thought to myself, I don't think anyone in a Morgan has ever experienced road rage. I just think it's probably impossible. Do you think? Uh, Drive a Morgan, or there's a Morgan in a scenario, no one will get angry with them. That's because they'll think point. they're time travellers. <laughs> possibly. Well, also, if you're driving a Morgan, it's a sort of leisure time car. Yeah. I imagine very few people use a Morgan as their daily car. So you're, you're in a relaxed frame of mind when you're driving a Morgan. So you're not going to get aggy with anyone else. No, you'll never get aggy with anyone else. And everyone else isn't going to get aggy with you because you're in this sort of charming kind of... Yeah, it's a good point. I'd like to know if there's any... Has anyone owned a Morgan in this room? Oh. Have you ever had any road rage? 
Don't say that. Whoa, don't, don't spoil his theory. <laughs> Cut, edit that, edit that. Yeah. <laughs> Just um, say no, Johnny. Um, what happened? I, I need to know now, actually, what happened? Oh. Oh. He had one chance to get around you, and he thought you were yeah. playing. Okay. So you were driving a Morgan, and he was being an anus. Is the <laughs> is the general gist of this story? So nothing shouted, to do with you or the Morgan. It was could just... have shouted like a Paul Walkerism, like "Dude, you nearly had me," <laughs> which would have been very un-Morgan. Wouldn't it? Quite un-Morgan. Pip, Pip, you yes. nearly had me. Yes. <laughs> can I? Can I? confess something that this is, this is exactly the wrong environment in which to confess it well go ahead I've never driven a Morgan what you've never driven a Morgan never driven a Morgan you've just said that in the church in Morgan in Morgan I know <laughs> seriously but it's just never the opportunity's never come round right Morgan I'm not fishing by the way people from Morgan I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying I've never driven one of your lovely cars and my address is 49 um, <laughs> my gosh I don't, I don't know how you've missed that nor do I but you know these things happen well you must you absolutely must. I've, There's four over there in that room. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but I've been drinking. Oh, yeah, not So no, that's not why I'm going now. to steal one. No, not now. <laughs> um, no, it's just never come up. I just, no, it's just Driving like the badger in your garden, so just around the car park, <laughs> and try not to smash through a fence. And, and I'll, I'll throw a peanut. There'll be at something you. sort of. <laughs> it'll somehow work. Well, if we go to the pub later, this is the table of badgers just eating peanuts. Do you want a point with that? No, mate, I'm a badger. Could we be thinking about co-driver, rally driver thing again. Maybe one of them's a feeder. Maybe the co-driver feeds the driver. (laughs) (laughs) You know. Snack me. Yeah, exactly. So it's in the notes. It's actually in the notes. Yeah. They know there's going to be a quiet part of the stage, yeah. rally, because let's face it, it's always a quiet part of the stage, rally. crest into bag of quavers. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, when you're driving 10 tenths, there's always just a sort of chill-out area, isn't there? Like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I got that last bit. Can you just get those, get that yeah, twix? That scratchings, twix. there's pork scratchings yeah, the, in the back. <laughs> it's, I just can't get it. It's just that last corner threw it out of my bag. Get it! It's our only chance before that hard left. That is probably the most likely that I will ever come to. Such a word. Snacky round. No, just no low speed rear ending somebody. Again, not a euphemism. I, I always <laughs> have this terrible habit of, of putting snacks in the passenger seat for a long journey. Yeah. If I'm on my own, they fall on the floor or they. Yeah. In my Range Rover, the, the, the seat is such a height and the door pocket is such a design that. Jem, have you ever had this where, where something will slide off the passenger seat just neatly into the door pocket? but then it's sort of half a Range Rover's width away from you and you can't reach it. And if you're on, say, the M5, it's a bit dangerous to start going. You end up with a view that a co-driver has. You go, oh, there's the fuse box. That's good. So, but it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a nightmare. It's, a, it's this a window is, into the traumas of your life right now. Not a, being able to find living anybody nightmare. to wash your own car. Um, I told you there's losing, no side access. <laughs> losing a snack on the other side of your huge car. That you <laughs> yeah. I know where you're going with this. You're going to the don't have such a fucking huge car, you idiot. No, I'm not going to... 
Yes. Lane assist. Yes. I don't have lane assist. Or maybe I do, but it doesn't work. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure I don't have lane assist. They could remarket um, lay, lane assist function as a sort of um, tracky, tracky snacky. See, so <laughs> you, you, pre you press it and you know you've got a window of, I don't know, let's say five seconds before it goes mental for not putting yeah. it to work. And you can dive into the person who footwell. Shit, there's the twiglets. Right, yeah. brilliant. Grab them. But actually, you've got definite, for safety reasons, you've got a window. Yeah. And it does motivational. Get it, get it! Get it. No! It's the Twix like, is down there! If you've ever seen uh, The Crystal Maze, Richard O'Brien, not the other guy, because no one remembers him, um, and uh, 10 seconds before the person gets locked in, you know, he, you know Richard's really, he's, he's playing, he's really fighting their corner. Come on, you must get out! I've got to close it. He doesn't actually have to close it. He could just go, oh, fuck it, I run this show. Just get out, come on. Three more seconds, it's there. Right, come on, let's go. But anyway, today, yeah. I've got my bag. Jem saw this, because for some reason I had put my bag in the boot. And the reason I had put my bag in the boot, actually, I didn't mention this to you, because I think I could see Jem looking at me going, why the fuck has he put his overnight bag in the front passenger footwell? I will tell you, there were snacks <laughs> in the end pocket. Oh, guys, you've paid to listen to this. But then, no. <laughs> <laughs> You're free to leave at any time. Uh, so... Snacks in the end pocket. I was wearing some traffic lights, and I, I thought, I'll just, I'll just, I'll go. But then it was like, oh shit, they've got this. No, I can't. I can't. <laughs> and then we stopped, so I, and I, I, in fact, I pulled over. You pulled over to get a snack out of your pocket. So my wife bought the kids those, what are they called, like mini rolls? Yeah, Cadbury's mini rolls. Cadbury's mini rolls. Yeah, 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 I haven't yeah, had they're... those for years. Yeah, they're amazing. My Primary children don't like them. Food. Children well, don't like anybody them. had a mini delight. roll this week? Anyone had a Cadbury's mini roll this week? Excellent. Did you steal it out of my Range Rover? That's four of us. That's wow. four of us. Any okay. of you go for the raspberry filling? What? I did. It was amazing. Yeah. There's you can't have two, one. you've got to have at least three. There's a raspberry one. Yeah. Right, so what happened here is I find I pulled over, I got it out the end of the bag. Mm -hmm. We're good. Pull out, I'm on my way. Yeah. I'd opened it, I sort of just squeeze it, ease it up the, up the packaging. <laughs> just seriously, with the white handkerchief on your door handle and everything. The <laughs> <laughs> but they've been in the cupboard, I think probably because my kids have gone in and going, what are these? And squeezed them. Seriously, just... They've fractured the outer chocolate casing, so then suddenly chocolate. So you're in that situation where, particularly because my car's got light-coloured leather seats, this is just Alan Partridge, isn't it? It's all this is. It's just Alan Partridge. Anyway, I was driving here thinking, I hope I don't go to our first live podcast recording looking like I've shat my pants. <laughs> well, it's okay, because I've split my trousers. you split your trousers. I can't, I, I love mansplaining, and it's just not a possibility for me at the moment, I'm afraid. Um, we're getting a signal that this is about our time. Oh, is it? Hmm? Yes, it is. I've got to wrap this one up. Yeah. Oh, sure. We have. I'm going to read this last bit. Oh, go on then, I dare you. Because yeah. uh, otherwise I won't know what I'm saying. God, it's a very slippery seat for me tonight. I keep putting my back door right to the end of the chair. Yeah, they are a bit And then within slouchy, three sentences, I'm back down here yeah. again. I'm going from sort of Renault Modus to Capri yeah. 2.8. Yeah. Like, oh, I've gone full Maserati Marat. Yeah, oh. it's like this. It's not, and I'm, I'm really trying to maintain some sort of core fitness. It's hard, isn't it? It's I know. It's, it's, don't slouch. It's not, it's not happening for me. Right. We have got to wrap this up. Yeah, we've got to wrap, we've got to wrap part one up. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. Do I need to do it? I'm just a swig of beer. I'll just go a little burp. Go a gassy burp. <laughs> yeah. Professional as ever.
So, uh, before we go, I've got three things to tell you. Uh, they are one, Johnny has a solo YouTube channel. It's called the Make Fake Cakes with Drake, Blake and Jake. <laughs> In which uh, Johnny, the titular Canadian recording artist, Ryan Reynolds' wife, and the former host of BBC F1, conspire to make faux patisserie items to trick other celebrities. This week they're trying to catch out Louis Capaldi with a plastic gatto. <laughs> if that's not to your taste, because it's bollocks, uh, there's always the Late Break Show. <laughs> Lots of excellent videos about cars and people who love cars on there. Uh, oh dear. Second thing I've got to say is thank you ever so much to Morgan for hosting this. Um, we yeah. really appreciate their generosity and the use of this wonderful space here. Uh, and also, uh, thank you to Lisa, who's yeah. the sort of organised part of this operation, because we are not. And you probably got that vibe, because before we came on at the start of the recording, you'll notice that we came on from different sides, not for oh, yeah. showbiz reasons, that just because I'd gone for a wee and he'd got my beer from the bar. So, <laughs> uh, so thank you to Morgan, thank you to Lisa. Um, uh, we've got merchandise if you want to buy any. <laughs> Say that and, when we finish this bit. Uh, and the third thing I've got to tell you is that uh, Cherry's chocolate oranges are made in Strasbourg. What? <laughs> Why did that get? Uh, it's true. Since 2018, uh, Terry's chocolate oranges have been made in Strasbourg. Since 1918? No, 2018. Oh, 20. <laughs> well, no. Supplementary bit of Terry's chocolate orange information. Oh gosh, yeah. The Terry's chocolate orange and the Mars bar were invented in the same year. Guess what year that was? Terry's chocolate orange and the Mars bar. Any guesses from the room? 1950s. I'm going to say 50s. Anyone? 1980. 1980. 1918. So we're talking wartime here. Yeah. Uh, 1932. 32 pre-war. What a year though. Terence Trent Orange. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Terence Trent Dorange. Yeah. I absolutely love Terry's chocolate orange. The dark ones are just. Yes. They're the ones. Oh, they're filth, aren't they? They're, just they're, do one in one sitting. Absolute. Confectionery smut. Yeah. yeah. It really is. It's, in fact, this Christmas, I'm going to eat at least four of them in one day. Yeah. And then do I'm it. going to regret it, and I'm going to get, take myself for a long when walk. When you do, say, thank you, people of Strasbourg, for blessing me with these bounteous gifts. Yeah. And then I'll wean myself off that path that I smash through the same fence every night. Because <laughs> you know it's me. <laughs> but you also know that I love peanuts. <laughs> it's weird. The Badger's left a note saying, can we leave dry roasted ones in future? <laughs> Maybe a can of lager. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, anyway, um, that is that for this. But um, thank you to everybody in the room for coming to this. Um, we really do appreciate it. We, we were nervous that we'd put the tickets on sale and everyone would go, you know what, just not that bothered. Sounds... <laughs> Sounds a bit shit, I'm not going to yeah. go. And lo, we have proved your suspicions right. But uh, we thank you for coming all the same. If you're listening at home, thank you ever much, so much for listening. Yeah. And we'll do this all again at the same time, same place. Until then, goodbye. Bye. Love you.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.